Welcome back to this week's episode of Practice Management Insights. You know, when developing the topics for each week's podcast episode, I spend time really thinking through the top-level topics that seem to be on everyone's mind. We're now in Season 3 of our podcast, and we haven't even scratched the surface yet on all of the areas of healthcare that managers and leaders have to navigate on a daily basis. As always, I am so thankful that you are here and excited to continue digging into the reality of healthcare that each of us manages on a daily basis and exploring some of these areas in more detail. For those of you who may be newer to this series, Practice Management Insights was created for healthcare leaders dealing with the daily grind of management in healthcare. Although my personal area of management is ophthalmology, Each of us is dealing with the same types of issues and concerns that affect all of healthcare. So this podcast really spans across any area of medicine that you may be working in. Basically, if you treat patients for a living and employ humans, this podcast series is for you. We talk about human resources quite a bit in this podcast. Sometimes our discussions are related to employment or employees as we share ideas on building a positive team culture or addressing potential issues or concerns across our staff. For today's episode, we are going to once again discuss employees, but from the angle of the very real issue of staffing shortages and how those shortages are forcing healthcare leaders to find creative solutions to get through our day. The American Academy of Ophthalmology published an article on this topic in November 2022 titled, Coping with Staffing Shortages. Although this opinion piece focuses on shortages of certified ophthalmic assistants in the world of ophthalmology, there are similar staffing shortages across the board throughout all of medicine, so I thought it was a great topic for today's episode. In the past, when we talked about staffing shortages, the reference was usually assumed to mean service-oriented workers such as wait staff, line cooks, maybe delivery drivers. But today this phrase means something different. The great resignation, quiet quitting, everyone finding themselves and starting a farm or an Etsy online store, or for those simply just leaving the matrix. The past couple of years have led to a complete overhaul of the workforce and a shift in the profile of employee that's available to business owners today. Most private business owners can stay ahead of the curve by remaining flexible and fluid. Fluid is my new favorite word, by the way, even though it drives my staff crazy because where we used to plan ahead 12 to 18 months We now have to be ready to pivot at any given time because the variables that affect our business literally change on a daily basis. So how do we stay creative, fluid in healthcare, especially when we are held to strict regulations and limitations on how we operate that other areas of business just don't have? They have the stresses of the world. They have the you know, issues with maybe 
creating a profit margin. But in healthcare, we have this really bizarre balance between running a profitable enterprise where there are earnings and we're able to invest back into the health of the practice. But then on the other hand, we're seen very much by the government as their employee. We are held to certain federal regulations such as HIPAA. We have reporting requirements. We have EMR. We have lots and lots and lots of layers that I'm not sure the average person understands. There's so much that we have to deal with. And on one hand, we're still these private companies. We need to make a profit because that's how our providers are paid. That's how we hire staff. We expand our services. Everyone's talking about access to care. Well, let us give that access to patients. But we have these requirements now that in a lot of ways provide barriers to doing that. And then on top of it, we have staff issues. So what do we do? We get creative. In my opinion, a manager's best quality at this moment in time is their ability to think outside of the box and to get creative in how we address and solve problems. Earlier I mentioned that even a couple years ago when someone referenced a staffing shortage, most people assumed they were talking about frontline workers, the support staff. Today, that literally means the entire spectrum. There are managers, executive level leaders, CEOs, leaving the workforce at record numbers. In healthcare, a lot of physicians. I personally know probably five right now that are seriously considering re either retirement or selling out. When I think of creativity and out-of-the-box thinking, three things come to mind. The first is we expand the way we are using existing staff and perhaps restructure roles and responsibilities. I bet if you paused and gave some thought to the skills of each of your employees, you would find that most of them are being underutilized. What if you did a complete rehaul of your infrastructure and reassigned employees based on their skills, desires, and interests in growing with the practice? Oftentimes, this would also lead to growth within your practice, which could translate into raises, new responsibilities, and offering an opportunity for growth for your trusted team members. Just remember that sometimes thinking outside of the box simply means that we quit putting everything into the box to begin with. The second thing that comes to mind is to look to untraditional resources to fill traditional roles. What do I mean by this? This is where you look at the task that needs to be completed and then you consider if another type of person or qualification could fill this need. For example, I reference the use of certified technicians quite a bit because that is what we use in ophthalmology. For your area of medicine, you might use RNs or CNAs or another type of trained specialist. Sometimes we get set in our ways and think that only one type of person can fulfill these tasks so that we artificially reduce our own labor pool without even realizing that we are doing this. An example in our office is a couple of years ago, we started hiring medical students for summer help. 
Although parents across the country are frustrated that every college graduate nowadays seems to need a gap year, this has been a blessing for medical practices. College graduates who are interested in medicine, they're higher level thinkers, but they're also telling you up front what day they will be quitting. This can create an amazing opportunity. We have used them successfully to handle tech calls, flow duties, and lower level technician work, and it has been great. The third thing that comes to mind is looking at resources that may have not been available to us only a few short years ago. Today, automation has been the probably one of the biggest topics I've been hearing in healthcare. And, you know, we're, we're getting creative. We're taking things outside of the office, whether it be through remote services, automated services, trying to reduce the manpower requirements for verifying insurances and getting patients on the schedule and answering the phones and whatever that may look like for your office. A few weeks ago, we talked to a company called Phone COA. I know, for example, in ophthalmology, Phone COA uses certified technicians and that work remote. And what they do is they work with each practice and they contact the patients before the patient's appointment. They get them pre-screened, they get them pre-loaded, their information, their medical information is placed into the EMR, into the chart of the office prior to the patient's exam so that when the patient comes into the office, they're already queued up. So practices are then saving uh, the time up front which is creating a more efficient environment. So I know that phone COA is just one example. There are other types of automated systems, a lot of registration systems now. I've worked with a company called Promptly that is automating the registration process and really trying to you know, make that more efficient, trying to uh, reduce the, the labor on the front end, but to also make it more accurate, uh, get um, paperwork loaded, get patients information already prepared at the time of their visit so that their insurance is verified, their copay amounts are verified, their paperwork is pre-scanned into the practice management system. There's just lots and lots of systems coming out now that are trying to automate some of these features um, and try to you know support the stresses of these busy medical practices through those types of uh, services. Word of caution, there are many that are not working very great. So, you know, it's, it's a battle for all of us. It can be expensive. Just do your homework. Make sure that you talk to um, other clients of theirs. If you're on a listserv, maybe throw out to the listserv, uh, asking if someone has ever used those services and try to get some feedback. Um, also look at the contract, of course. I always throw in at least one legal tidbit with every podcast, but look at the contract, look at your out clauses. Um, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate. I certainly have signed contracts before for services that seem like no big deal. There's no way the company can screw this up. You sign the contract just to get going. You realize that you hate the service, that it is actually very difficult to get out of the service and then you have to deal with that. So just make sure that you are really mindful and, and you know, reading everything through cautiously um, and doing your homework. But 
as much as I hate that we need to look at these types of services, I do think they're very important and actually can provide a really great benefit to practices that are really just trying to stay ahead of the game. So that's it for this week's episode. Again, I appreciate all of you so much. If you have any questions or would like to submit a topic for future coverage, please feel free to reach out to us. You can email me directly at Ashley, A-S-H-L-I-E, at pmlclaw.com. And we thank you for joining us and look forward to future episodes. Practice Management Insights is a podcast produced by Practice Management and Legal Consulting. For more information, visit us at pmlclaw.com or to submit a topic for future consideration, email Ashley, A-S-H-L-I-E, at pmlclaw.com.